0: This is MuggleCast, your Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts podcast covering everything about J.K. Rowling's magical world. This week's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible is the leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com mugglecast. Welcome to MuggleCast episode 278 Micah, Eric, and Selena are all here today Hello everybody Good morning Hello Good Good, Good
1: afternoon
0: Good morning, good afternoon, (laughs) worldwide podcast This is our May episode of MuggleCast As everybody knows by now, we're doing these monthly We're doing a new episode every month Until Fantastic Beasts Part 3 Newt Scamander <laughs> versus that new kid named Voldemort. Down the part street. three,
1: part one. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, uh, we're actually going to start today's episode with some fantastic beast news. And, uh, man, later in the show, we're going to talk about J.K. Rowling on Twitter because. She has been busy on Twitter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's
1: awesome. <laughs> it's amazing.
0: And we're also going to play Make the Music Connection, and we are going to do this month in Harry Potter history and a couple other things today. So, first of all, looking at the news, uh, there wasn't too much news over the past month, but there was some big Fantastic beast news. Of course, in case you're living under a rock, uh, this is the Harry Potter spinoff that's coming <laughs> next November. Um, oh, I just remembered something we should actually add in here. So, we found out this week that J.K. Rowling has finished the Fantastic Beasts script. Finally, I mean, it kind of surprised me because, you know, this project was announced September 2013, and here we are, yeah. May 2015, and it's uh, it's you know, she's still. She's been working on it all that time, yeah, maybe even yeah. earlier than that. Uh-huh. But it's done now, yay! So, it's about is it done, time. or
1: is it just like ready for other people to edit it?
0: See, that's the thing. I think it's done. Done. I'm hoping because I think that's why it's taken so long because she's worked with Steve Clovis to to put together Haring this script. Kinks. Yeah. So um, now that the script is finished, on uh, the last episode, we told everybody. Eddie Redmayne was in the running, but he wasn't ready to commit because he didn't get to read the script because (laughs) J.K. Rowling was still working on it. So now it's finished. He did get to read the script, and he's reportedly very happy with it, according to Variety. Uh, uh, He approves. Redmayne approved. Yeah.
2: Stamp of approval. So it
0: seems (laughs) like he's going to be – he could take the role. So negotiations are starting now. Huh. He's going to have to commit to at least three movies. I don't yeah. know how they can, com- how how they sign them on to like potential future movies, but I don't know. So, does everybody, uh, what, Selena, what do you think of Eddie, uh, as Newt?
1: Well, Andrew, no. <laughs> um, I, I think we, we actually, I said it on Twitter and you had a really good reply that we can't really say much about Eddie as Newt because we have no idea who Newt is. So, yeah. it, it ultimately comes down to whether we, we're fans of of him and i guess you know confession time i'm 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 not really that big of a fan you're not alone mm, yeah i know i mean i mean and that but but ultimately i mean even though i'm not a huge fan and i think i'm also because you said on on the last show you were like yeah if you've seen jupiter ascending (laughs) and that's the last film (laughs) i saw i'm in so that might be coloring my view Oh. I'm really afraid of this, like, really over-the-top sort of intense. But no, I mean, people like him, and and he's probably going to be great. You know, I was actually going to say this, um, and I'm just going to get it out of the way now, that I was thinking, what is, like, the connection between Eddie Redmayne and Harry Potter in my mind that I couldn't place? And I was looking through old pictures from when I covered the uh, red carpet opening for the studio tour. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was one of the people on the red carpet all the way back in 2012. And he was one of no the kidding. like few random actors that showed up for this. And we're like uh, on the carpet with Steve Clovis and all of that. Right, so right. Yeah. And David Be- Heyman. So
0: between that and um, that clip that I shared on Hypeable where he's talking about missing up a chance to become a Weasley. Mm -hmm. i get the impression that he's a really big harry potter fan
1: yeah and he's been courting them for a while he's not gonna (laughs) say no to
0: this (laughs) right right so it's kind of like a dream job for him
1: just imagine him like getting the script and be like hmm hmm," and inside he's just like
2: so excited oh my god oh my god oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, like play coy so that they give you a salary increase (laughs) right (laughs) right yeah they'll pay you more if you don't immediately jump on a couch
1: i like Um, that he's a fan I, I, that that's great. Well, that
2: that that matters to us mm-hmm. as fans, because we're like, hey, um, we want to see someone's dream come true, like Ivana Lynch, you know, when she yeah. was cast in Harry Potter. We want to see uh, also someone who's passionate, sort of working extra hard in that way, in the way that only like someone who's genuinely passionate about their work uh, can can bring to the screen persona.
0: And we know he'll do it. Justice. He'll want
2: to not let yeah, exactly. down Harry Potter fans. So he'll... and there's enough, I think, pressure creatively from the production team to actually make this a, a worthwhile film. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree so with I, Selena,
3: I, I, though. I, I think it's hard to really put any sort of judgment down right now in terms of how he's going to play a character we really know nothing about. It's yeah. just it, it's just like any other character that's going to get cast in these films, unless. We have some sort of uh, preconceived notion of them because they end up appearing in the Potter films. Maybe they're younger versions of certain characters. It's really going to be difficult for us to sit here and judge how we think they're going to portray these roles because we don't really have any context to compare it to, which I think is a good thing because when we had the Potter mm-hmm. films, we had three and I think Eric mentioned this on the last episode, relative unknowns coming into it with Dan Radcliffe, Emma Watson, and Rupert Grint, and they did an amazing job, and they really created the characters that we came to appreciate and they created their own versions of the characters, maybe not the characters we had in our minds, but I think that now we're we're faced with the popularity of these films and the fact that you can't really do any sort of spin offs without incorporating higher-profile celebrities.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I have a little uh, bonus scoop exclusive for MuggleCast this week. So... Ooh. um, so
3: You've been cast.
2: <laughs> I have been cast. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie said no. Andrew said no. Are cast. you Jacob? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but I played coy to get my contract, uh, you know, big, big payday. Uh, no, so they are casting right now, uh, all these roles, not just Newt. And I heard from somebody who is somewhat involved with the casting process now please take this with a grain of salt but they are looking to cast an American for some sort of president role now it's not clear if this is like a president of the United States or a president of a school but a president of a school would be particularly interesting Because that would mean
1: Salem Witch Academy or something,
0: right, right, like a magical school in the United States. So, again, it's just the president. I think it may be a female role. Or it could um, be
1: the Minister of Magic in America.
0: Like
2: the equivalent, yeah. Yeah. Oh.
1: The President of Magic. <laughs>
0: oh,
2: I didn't think of that. <laughs> yeah. I
1: hope that's their title. <laughs>
2: democratically elected President of
0: Magic. <laughs> it just doesn't Go sound democracy. as nice Go as Minister <laughs> it of <sounds> Magic. Awesome. <laughs> yeah,
2: President of Magic. So they are
0: looking for some sort of, uh, presidential role and it's not,
2: not a big role, but so yeah, that
0: makes a lot of sense now.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I love i love the idea that uh they're well they're, they're they can cast americans in these films yeah you oh, so
1: must be excited about that well
0: i had yeah, been thinking yeah. like if it's a president of a school like kind of like a headmaster of a magical uh-huh. school that would be a big deal because jk rowling's never said that there's a wizarding school in america as far as right. i know yeah, like what salem witch
1: be? academy oh that's it like she said that's me, a thing like that exists
2: I wonder, too, if it's, like, for young ages, though. Like, the Witch Academy, to me, seems like an all-female, like, tertiary education-like school. But there aren't any of those in the Harry Potter books, either, uh, specifically. You know, nothing to do for people after right. they're 17.
3: It's mentioned in Goblet um, of Fire, right? As yeah, they're yes. walking through the camps, mm-hmm. they mention You're from right. Salem.
1: You didn't one-up me, Micah.
0: <laughs> You're right. I'm looking so, at it I'm, I'm just
3: providing a reference to Selena's point. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, um, yeah. Okay. So there's that. Keep that in mind. Uh, and then, uh, I just wanted to mention this isn't exactly news related, but, um, Wizarding World Hollywood is being constructed right now. And I want to let anybody know that who is in LA or maybe visiting LA soon, you can see Hogwarts from the 101 and the 134 freeways. In the oh, Hollywood area. Dream, I get giddy <laughs> every time I drive by it because you can see Hogwarts very clear. Um, I don't know if they're going to try can to see
1: Hogwarts from my
0: house. <laughs> well, so, so get this. So I just moved yesterday very close to Universal and I took a, I had a couple of friends over and I took them up to the rooftop because there's a rooftop patio and you can see Universal and you can almost see Hogwarts. There's like a tree or two blocking it and okay. i was so upset
3: so you will be able to then in the near future i
2: soon as you well, get a chainsaw when
0: you chop down, down the th- trees exactly <laughs> i'm seriously considering finding those trees <laughs> and cutting them down but uh i could see like the universal parking structure in part of the simpsons land and it's it, it's uh, like i was drinking last night so i didn't have like <laughs> the most steady look but <laughs> so i'm going to go up today <laughs> and double check don't you fall know. off yeah. don't <laughs> no it's fall a safe off the wall, it's a the safe roof, roof um but so yeah can so you
3: periscope the next time that you're driving down the freeway and I actually show us all...
0: yeah you know what i actually snapchatted it a couple of weeks ago so add me as andrew sims on snapchat yeah. and i'll uh i'll i'll show show it to you
3: <laughs> now <laughs> all of our periscope. listeners are going to add you on snapchat
2: perfect that's exactly what i want yeah so periscope uh it's like a new video thing is that what, what that is can you do periscope is that like is it a new device it's, or do you just yeah you... it's
3: a live streaming app
2: mm-hmm. oh okay Come on, Eric! Aren't you on top of this stuff? No, I'm not on top of this. I feel like I've been under a rock. It's since like I meerkat. Got it. Uh, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> okay. You just we'll confuse that. Him next time more. you're driving, <laughs> <And> don't <laughs> <and> don't crash. <laughs> we'll do. So, Eric, uh, the MuggleNet Expo happens last month. How'd it go?
2: It did. It went really, really well. Um, April, actually, almost a month ago now. April 18th uh, was a Saturday, and we. Um, occupied the London Suites section of the Excel Center in London for uh, MuggleNet Live Expo Patronum. And uh, coming out of the day, our big uh, number one feedback was that the event was a huge success. So we're really happy about it. Um, What I was doing during the day was uh, live tweeting some of the updates from the panels. Basically, we had uh, almost... Well, actually like 17 members of the cast and crew of the Harry Potter films, notably Warwick Davis and Nat Tenna, Um, but also Mina Lima, the graphic artists were there, Uh, the art director, uh, not Stuart Craig, but um, one of the men who worked with him, uh, Gary Tompkins, was there. And he actually worked on uh, The Fifth Elements and The Mummy Returns, so I was able to pick his brain about that stuff, too. But in general, um, we had about 200 fans uh, show up, so it was actually, I think, less than we were expecting originally, but it was a more intimate setting. And everyone, um, really, I think, you know, cast and talent wise responded to the more intimate setting. And so everyone had a really lovely time. And I just wanted to say that there's some coverage up, uh, on our Twitter, um, or hashtag Expo Patronum. Uh, and Twitter, uh, at MuggleNet Live. And you can just see kind of what went on that day. And there's a couple posts on MuggleNet summarizing and that kind of thing. And just go check them out if you're interested, because it turns out we actually just had a lot of fun. And I got to go to London again, which I hadn't been out of the country in like eight years. So I was really, oh. really happy to, to be able to do that. So they finally let oh, you nice. out,
3: is what you're saying.
2: They finally let me out. Yeah. <laughs> ever since, ever since I, ever since that, uh, ill fated, uh, episode 101 of MuggleCast where I said I didn't like the book. <laughs> so, they let me back in, so that was good. Uh, I have something interesting I just spotted on Twitter
0: that we are going to discuss in a moment. Uh, but first, it's time to tell everybody that today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. For listeners of Mugglecast, Audible is offering you a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their great service. And I'm going to recommend a book that, uh, Selena and I have spoken about multiple times now on Hype. (laughs) Our Hypeable podcast. It's called Ready Player
2: One. Ooh. Have you heard
0: about this, Eric? I feel like you would like this book. I have heard about
2: this. I heard the analysis from my friend was that this guy who is really into the 80s, I mean, the author had a lot of like really cool, uh, just like a lot of nostalgia and basically put everything he loved into this world where, yeah. where like the whole world loves it. Like everything yeah. that he loved as a kid, which is cool. It's totally cool if you're an author of a book to do that.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like set within a video game type world. Um, okay. I, I'm normally not into sci-fi, but this is really, uh, appealing to me so far. I'm about 10, 11 chapters in, really enjoying it. Um, it's basically
1: like you can live in any fantasy world that you want and this guy just jumps from one like geeky world to an even more geeky world all the time on this like internet. It's perfect for everyone who listens to this show.
0: Yeah, and you know, I was skeptical at first because on the back of the book, it built itself as something, something, something. It, it was comparing itself to Harry Potter and i was oh. like oh that's kind of always dumb yeah publishers but, have to do that <laughs> right but but i do kind of understand it now like i see the harry Potterish elements is just so detailed and so thought out and so smart like just such a great read so this is by ernest klein it's it's uh very popular right now the audio version audiobook version is narrated by will wheaton nice one of the biggest nerds yeah. in the world right now Was yeah. mentioned
1: in the book i'm pretty sure
0: oh awesome Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, there's a ton of pop culture references, so it's it's fun to like come across them. So uh, you can grab this book for free on audiblepodcast.com slash mugglecast. You have to use that special URL to get the free book deal. And um, I think you're going to enjoy it, especially this summer. Maybe you're out on the beach taking uh, spending more time outdoors. And instead of carrying a book, you can listen to a book just like
2: you do mugglecast. Now, Audible- it will be a, a Spielberg. Oh shit! I yes. had to see your ad. I'm so sorry. No, it's <laughs> okay. <laughs> you were about to say audible.com. Audible
0: AudiblePodcast.com slash and, there, and he,
2: it will be a movie, right? <laughs> yes.
0: So listen to <laughs> it now before it gets adapted by Spielberg, because he is the one directing it, which is really cool.
2: Yeah, that's super cool.
0: So I teased right before this ad that um I saw something interesting on Twitter. The WB Tour London just tweeted a, t- a photo. Of Michael Gambon on the Great Hall set today.
1: Awesome. Why
0: is Michael Gambon back at Leavesden? Mm. 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 Costume uh, fitting uh, for Fantastic uh, Beasts. It's
3: a Saturday. Maybe he just felt like going over and checking out his old stomping. <laughs> no room. But that's way. Not as fun.
0: That's <laughs> no way. He's there for a Fantastic Beast costume fitting. He's one of the characters that could conceivably be in Fantastic Beasts. I Definitely. Mean,
2: you should narrate fantastic beasts. <laughs> In the no. old days. Speaking yeah. of <laughs> Michael Gambin,
3: though, I wanted to ask, and, uh, I forgot to put this into our, our doc, but did anybody watch the casual vacancy?
0: Oh. No, I didn't. <laughs> I, 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 you know what? I don't even want to now. <laughs> the, uh, so, so actually funny you mentioned that. I retweeted something the other day. Uh, the ratings for the casual vacancy in the U.S. were really bad. 268,000 people watched Part 1, 175,000 people watched Part 2, and 143,000 people watched Part
2: 3. That's really low. You know, it might not mean that it's bad. It might just mean that it's not an American thing, maybe. Yeah. It's so depressing. I'm sure that's part of it. It is. Like, it, it's might not be, a, it might uh, be almost too British for American viewers, maybe. Did you watch Happy it, Happy Story.
3: I actually turned on part three at one point and then it got (laughs) towards the end where, as Selena mentioned, it gets really, really dark. So I couldn't bear to watch a certain part of it and I just turned it off. And I'd rather have watched it from the beginning, but I almost wonder if they did themselves a disservice by breaking it up into three parts because if people weren't captivated by that first showing, then they probably just said, I'm not going to watch it anymore. So at some point I think – and HBO is doing a airing every once in a while where it shows them all in a three hour span. So maybe if I have three hours, I'll sit down and watch <laughs> it. But the book was enough for me. It's, and and I doubt I'll ever go back and read the book again. It was just one of those that I read it. I'm done. And uh, if I happen to catch it on TV in the future, maybe I'll watch it, but I don't think I'll make, make a, uh, point of doing it
0: it's also on hbo go i'm sure so if you wanted to just watch it yeah you know, whenever you want Yeah, it. or
2: hbo now i guess i don't right. i don't have it yet i'm gonna sign up and see if i can I, I will watch it um i did see when i was going through twitter also like an ad for it with michael gambin's um character i guess he plays howard mollison and it had like a quote from him and, mm-hmm. and it's this photo of him be it's behind it's him behind the lectern in the great hall like behind the owl with the Uh, yeah you're talking about the thing on twitter today yeah Yeah, the thing on twitter that you're mentioning yeah the it's and it's a really lovely photo of michael gambin
3: yeah isn't he done acting though
2: he's well uh Uh, stage acting uh, stage acting yep because he'd have to memorize like the entire play yeah um no but uh yeah (laughs) it is it is a really sad story but he he's very um like good actor yeah yeah, well no no no, i was just (laughs) gonna say like he's no he's got like a smile on it it's just like it's a winning smile like i I don't know i just like this guy now it's it's so funny because i was no when i was coming up with words i was just thinking through the last 277 episodes where we like kind of talked chat all over him but um no i oh yeah i I think it's a sweet it's a really sweet photo by the way, uh,
0: last week I offered my copy of The Casual Vacancy. I said I could sell it to somebody. <laughs> Some people actually hit me up on Twitter and was like, so is your book still available? And yeah, I still have it, but now I think I want to do something fun with it involving the listeners i don't know what though
2: you know what you got to do you got to cut out uh the words potter the word pottermore out of the pages and have it like do a stop motion animation where they dance around <laughs> your new apartment right. and like there's hogwarts in the background yeah oh, that's
1: the most random suggestion I you're gonna well, you know
2: do that. you remember the pottermore ad though when it first came out and, like, yeah the words were coming oh, out of the book the yeah. book pages yeah yeah that was clever so, I thought this week we could
0: do a little, uh, fandom story, maybe try to do these weekly where we just, somebody just tells a story that they remember from fandom. Cause there's so many, we've done so many things over the years that I thought maybe, and, and I don't think we've told many of them on the show cause we've always been too preoccupied with news or just, you know, other things. So, Eric has a story involving HP fan trips. I remember these guys.
2: Yeah. They're, um, they're technically still going on. I think they're in their, uh, 12th year maybe uh but it was the first time that i ever went to london so when i was in london last uh month uh for expo patronum i just had a lot of like really good memories and last night um there's some friends in town too who were talking about the old uh i don't know just like the first potter days like getting into potter and i just remember how hard it was to convince my parents to let me go um Mm -hmm. to london in fact i wanted to go the year prior because when book five came out Emerson and Jamie held like sort of a, a party at Waterstones, the Waterstones where we eventually were at for book seven in Piccadilly Circus in London. And I went there I last there. month. <sighs> I went there yeah. last month and just kind of sat and read inside Waterstones again and remembered like oh, cool. all the pillows and everything were all set up and stuff. But back in, uh, oh, there's the train. One sec. <clears throat> the pillows eric remembers the most random i remember things. the the blue pillows yes
0: i know what you're talking remember about
1: the pillows didn't
2: you I almost there. break the ceiling too
1: yeah we did uh, the, that was the people good
2: on time. the fourth floor broke the ceiling <laughs> they were us. like stomping selena i, there. <laughs> Selina, I, <did laughs> I had know no you idea were there? who you
1: guys were yeah we talked about this before i had no idea who you guys were i was just there for Harry potter and i was like oh cool a podcast <laughs>
2: yeah that's awesome were you on the fourth floor then
1: I was on the, uh, yeah, the floor that broke the ceiling, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we like, yeah. I
2: remember, I think one of the lights went out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it flickered. Yeah, because yeah. we, 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 were, we were on the third floor podcasting and they had TV set up between the third or on the third and the fourth floor. Like, you know how, like any concert, you have a screen of what's going on. And we, and I think Andrew, it may have been you who said like, we can't, like, are there people alive up there or up on the fourth (laughs) floor trying to route, route up the crowd, route up the crowd. And uh, and they all started stomping in joy and response. And then the ceiling tile, like a piece of it came off and hit Jamie (laughs) or something (laughs) like on our, we were up on the panel and the light flickered. It was terrifying. That's funny. Um, but, but just, just, uh, remember, uh, remembering getting back to, uh, 2003. And like, I, I, I wanted to go and join Emerson and Jamie in London. And my parents said, no, like the internet too, like just the idea of having a website. uh yeah. or like, you know, what I'd say. Oh, I work for a website. Oh, you work? Do you get paid? It was always like, it's a very adult approach. And they just didn't really understand or have a concept. Gosh, parents, they just don't understand still of don't. like, <laughs> what muggle was doing yeah and it's true like i imagine that that it's gained slightly more i don't know acceptance in general culture to go places for for things like this but i couldn't go and then the next year i ended up um emerson was was offered uh a trip on hp fan trips uh which you know at that point was a 6-day tour of London and York. We went to Oxford, Scarborough, but Emerson uh, couldn't go because he had finals. Um, So he asked me if I wanted to go and I went, Um, but it was, my parents said yes. And I had to have a chaperone (laughs) because I was still under 18. Um, But really just, I I remember seeing London for the first time and it was through this trip and, and it was always uh, related to Harry Potter, which is why going back there last month for Harry Potter was, was very special. But I, I just remember sort of the struggle at first, uh, convincing my parents to go and, and, and eventually they uh, relented and I was able to... I had my robes Aww. made, my Gryffindor robes um, I had made for that trip because we had received promo images of movie three, which at that point, that was when they, um, you know, re- uh, renovated the robes, the way the robes e- look. E- Eric, by the me. way...
0: Has worn those robes in the in the the heat of Vegas, in the heat of <laughs> New York,
2: in the dead of summer. Have you gone everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> They're heavy. They have a heavy material that is long lasting. I still have Can them. Can I ask in good how
3: treatment. much does it cost to dry clean those
2: robes? <laughs> uh, and, and what's
3: the reaction from the dry cleaner when you take them in?
2: Well, I don't actually speak with the dry cleaner. I speak with a little Asian lady who takes my then you know slip and gives me a receipt. Um, but, uh, it's generally positive. See, now there are robes everywhere that you can get, but even those robes back then were hard to come by the whole trip, setting up the, the whole trip, seeing London for the first time, getting the robes was, was an ordeal. It was, I had to get a passport, you know, which at that time I was just very new to me and it took months to get, of course, and this, that, the other thing, but, but it was really just, I, I, I loved, um travel and a lot of the reason that i've ever traveled and the reason i traveled last month was was because of this book series and like all the hubbub around it i know we all have very similar stories but yeah
0: my my first time flying was was to fly to las vegas for lumos 2006 there you go (laughs) that was all about harry potter
1: you know every time i go to london now i always go back to that um that alley by Waterstones, because yeah, I was there for for the book just because it was the Waterstones. Um, and they
2: had I, all I the thought when camps. yeah. Well,
1: I, I wanted right. to go where J.K. Rowling was, but we couldn't get tickets for that, obviously, because it was all the, the little kids. God, right. <laughs> yeah. So oh, so yeah. me and and my family, we just stood in line and, in that alley, and and I always go by, and I'm like, oh, good times.
0: Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Okay. I just well,
2: remember- oh, go, ahead. go on. Oh, no, but talking about the book. So many memories. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, those, those, those alleys. This is a fun segment. Um, Yeah, yeah, no, there were, there were news outlets from all around the world, obviously covering the final Harry Potter book. It was huge. It was absolutely huge. And so there were news outlets. We spoke to a few of them, I think, on the way out um, after the after party. And I just remember being a wreck. And Jamie, especially, was was a wreck. Oh, yeah, book seven. Sobbing. sobbing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Jamie, yeah. Because it was all over. we still but, have pictures of him, like, because like, people were taking pictures, like, while yeah. he was crying, and, oh, yeah. man, that was, that was no, crazy. No,
2: but, but really, it was, it, was, it was the end. We didn't know what the future held, and if you had told me that we still would have been doing MuggleCast eight years ago,
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't sorry. know.
2: I thought, <laughs> that is That's funny. Kind cool. of is that funny?
1: <laughs> I don't know. It's just amazing. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. Um, still, still strong, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So let's move on. Uh we it's now time for pen and paper are my priority where we look at what Woo. JK Rowling's been tweeting over the past week or sorry past month. Uh first of all, she you know, she's been really busy on Twitter over the past month, continuing continuing to love Twitter. One of the biggest things I think though was um on the on the uh anniversary of the Battle of Hogwarts which was on May 2nd. She apologized for Fred's death. <laughs> she said, <laughs> she said, today I would just like to say, I'm really sorry about he- Fred. Bows head in acceptance of your reasonable ire. And uh, that tweet went viral. She got 51,000 retweets. Yeah. And then and then she said, um, and then one of the readers, because they're never satisfied, said, what about Tonks and Lupin? <laughs> and she said, I thought I might apologize for one death per anniversary. Fred yeah. was the worst for me, so I started with him. So I guess every year now she's going to start apologizing for people's deaths.
3: <laughs> well, but- I, I think she should do more than, than just the same thing every year. She should come up with something a little bit different. But I'm not a big fan of this. See, and, yeah, and you, the you, reason why – no, no, just I'm not a big fan of – Authors apologizing for certain things that they do in their work unless it's extremely controversial. So right. I don't think that she should necessarily be going back and apologizing for killing off a character. Well,
1: I don't know if that's what she's doing. I think it's more – I just saw it as her being like, I'm sorry that I caused you so much pain. Yeah, you know
0: what I mean? Yeah, like sorry for your loss, yeah. <laughs> that type of – Which is like, really like, her it, loss. Because well, she, did, she did say, I'm really sorry about Fred. She didn't exactly say –
2: like, I'm sorry for killing I wish, I hadn't, them. Killing wish them. I hadn't killed or sorry that I killed him. It's just kind yeah. of like this death caused you pain that could have been avoided if I hadn't written that I did write that I'm still standing by that. I wrote that. But as a result of standing by it, I'm so sorry. it's
3: more of an in memoriam.
0: But yeah, so.
2: well, this um, I'm a terrible Harry Potter fan who doesn't remember the date of the Battle of Hogwarts. And so May this 2nd. this I saw this that morning. Yeah. Oh, oh May 2nd. Isn't that MuggleCast T-shirt day? Uh, or is it June <laughs> no, S- sometime in <laughs> June. Eric's Funny confusing
3: how... all his dates.
2: Yeah, yeah, all my dates are... I'm getting old, guys. Um, the Battle of MuggleCast t-shirt day, something I'm like no that. i no longer the spring chicken uh, that I once was. But but no, um, May 2nd. So I, re- I read this tweet, and I was like, oh, okay. And then later in the day, it was starting to get coverage. And I was like, oh, it is the Battle of Hogwarts Day. All right, cool. <laughs> That's why she
0: apologized. But I do know what you mean, Micah. It's not right for her to start going back and like changing things or saying she you know should have it, done it, things differently. Were it that just reminded me it. of
3: the uh, Harry Hermione. and Hermione
1: I was just going to say
3: from earlier in the year or late last year, I forget when it was. And I'm not saying that she can't change her mind about things or be vocal about the series, but when you when you start to talk about the main themes and tenets of the series and and Fred was such an integral part obviously and was part of a family that we really enjoyed and I'm I'm not trying to you know, be tough here, but I'm just saying, like, I don't like it. it it's, it's, it, let's take a series that a lot of us read and watch on television in Game of Thrones. Could you imagine if an author like George R. R. Martin started going back and apologizing for all the people that he killed? <laughs> it, 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 he, he would be doing yeah. it for the rest of his life, but well, it's, it's, it's just, it, I don't know. Like, maybe I just interpreted it in a different way, but I, I don't like the idea of an author going back and apologizing for what they did because the whole point was that they were using it to, to tell part of the story and, and to reach the ultimate end game here, which was, you know, Harry finally defeating Voldemort. So, and, and the reality that there are casualties of these battles and of wars and the parallel to that in, in modern day society and history. So I just, I wasn't a big fan of that and I'm not a big fan of her apologizing for more of them in the future.
1: Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. And that it's sort of, it puts the legitimacy of the story a little bit of at risk when like the whole Harry Hermione thing, I was completely with you. I was like, well, you know, it's, you can't go back and say, I wish I did things differently because it makes the world she created feel less real. But, but I do think for this, she was just saying, sorry that I, you know, did this to you.
2: Yeah. I so think it's like, like I'm a murderer well. in, yes. like a <laughs> yes. jovial, in a jovial way of saying I I'm a she murderer. Would take it
1: back. You know what I mean? Like, I really don't think she would.
2: No. I don't think so either. There was uh Andrew, you sourced on on the, the a couple of responses that she got for that. And I, I just I love this one. There's a guy who's winning at Twitter. First of all, his Twitter name is Rolling Stone, meaning J- <laughs> like as in JK Rolling. Rolling Stone. And his handle is O for Fox sake. So <laughs> <laughs> at O for Fox sake. And he just oh, wow. said right? It's just some <laughs> it's people brilliant. win at Twitter. Um and his tweet is, you're going to be apologizing for years, and then it's the emoji where, like, a flood of tears is coming out of the face. So, yeah, I mean, if J.K. Rowling keeps this up, it'll be a long, like, May 2nd every year. Who's she going to apologize for this year? It'll be, like, a big I, contest. I like that she –
0: um quote-unquote celebrates this day last year she said uh she she held a moment of silence on twitter for the battle of hogwarts which is so great because it's like it's a fictional thing and like who even knows that it's may 2nd like th- it wasn't explicitly said in the books i'm
3: just think. not eric <laughs>
2: websites just the fan <laughs> websites it's not it's not even not me um but like if she does if she does podcast what the hell podcast. if she does if she does apologize <laughs> <audience> <laughs> if, she, if she does apologize uh jk rowling Call us. If she does apologize for another character, who's the next one you want it to be? Because another one of these responses says, uh, Fred was never as bad as Dobby. Never. <laughs> so who well, he didn't die at
1: the Battle of Hogwarts.
2: So. Uh, uh, no. I no.
0: I would say uh either Dobby or Hed Hedwig. Again, Hedwig not Battle of Hogwarts. But yeah. yeah, Hedwig Hedwig was really bad. So, moving on in these tweets, um, she also uh, responded to somebody who was feeling really down one day. This uh, is
2: huge.
0: Yeah, this person tweeted J.K. Rowling randomly, and he or she said, This may get lost in the noise, but what would you say to someone who has failed to find meaning and wants to finally give up? So, this poor person is feeling suicidal, uh, it sounds like. And uh, J.K. Rowling sent him a few tweets him or her a few tweets, she said. I would say look at this, and look at this, and look at this, and she shared
2: three different pictures. Uh, one of like the sky at night. One it's of like it's like the, the cosmos at night almost. Yeah. It's like this crazy shot. I don't know if it's like from like the desert like Utah or.
0: One of Utah, a one of a blood red moon. One of a um. What is that? A, an otter or something like holding a stuffed no, animal? No, that's a, that? a, a sloth?
1: sloth, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> an otter. Yeah, it, so it, like, just like three adorable pictures. And then she also said, "Uh, the world is full of wonderful things you haven't seen yet. Don't ever give up on the chance of seeing them. So mm-hmm. just like really inspirational. I know, Selena, you wrote a story about this on Hypeable, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what, what do you have to say about this?
1: I think I just wrote a little bit how it's it's nice of her to take this time to reach out to individual people and how she's ultimately she's reminding she's not trying to understand this person's suffering. She's not trying to to trivialize it by saying, oh, it's all going to get better. She's just saying sometimes when you're struggling, just maybe look outside of yourself. And maybe just step out of your own head for a little bit and look at how wonderful the world is. And I think as, as someone like JK Rowling herself has said that she's struggled with depression before, um, and has been in these really, really low places. I think the fact that she's able to speak about it this way and give this really, I mean, I mean, she's, it's brilliant. It's perfect advice because it's not advice, not saying this is what you do. And then your life's going to be amazing. She's just saying, just, just, just take a breath and look up at the sky and, and Marvel, you know, yeah.
2: it was <laughs> yeah. really not, great. Think about how amazing it is. And, and when, when it's sort of a defeatist attitude to say, "Oh, this will get lost in the noise, but she proved that guy wrong or that, that yeah. or girl. Mm-hmm. And she directly responded to this. And not only that, but like the outpouring of support, uh for this person you know this person's going to get maybe the help that they need or the support that they need if if it wasn't if it didn't come directly from JK Rowling too there's you know her making others aware and other people were sharing I don't know if this was related but people are sharing like beautiful locations that she's retweeting i guess a couple of days later that happened to move
0: places she, could was she yeah they
2: wanted her to move oh that was more political okay but but in in general <laughs> that just the idea that she would call out this person who thought that his or her tweet was going to be you know basically lost, lost that she that she found it is even a marvel of its own because well that's the tweets.
3: reason why she probably replied and i think that yeah. this community is certainly the right community to have something like that exposed to because i do think that they'll get the support that they need, and it's yeah. just up to them to take it and and do something with it. And it was very reminiscent to me of of her Harvard commencement speech, mm-hmm. and just the things that she spoke about there. And I know that it actually uh, was released in book format not that long ago. And yeah, I would just say you know, this time of year is the time of year where a lot of colleges graduate, and soon high schools will be graduating as well. And I would just say you know if if you're having any sort of feeling similar to that person and what they tweeted and listen to her speech because it's an amazing speech it's something i go back to and watch every year and she talks mostly about the benefits of failure and what it meant to her and where she came from to where she is today and um i just think it's it's a great thing to to listen to
0: yeah so uh looking at what else she also did on twitter this Over the past month, Uh, a few days ago, she revealed Moaning Myrtle's full name. (laughs) Something like... Something only somebody on Twitter would ask her. Uh, Just out of the blue, someone said, uh, what was Moaning Myrtle's first name? My dad asked me and I have no idea. I did some research but couldn't find anything. So, J.K. Rowling replied, Moaning Myrtle's full name was Myrtle Elizabeth Warren. No relation to the (laughs) U.S. Senator Elizabeth Warren. Um... And then the next day, I think, right, or the day before, um, the, uh, the, there was the birth of, uh, the, what does that, have, maybe that doesn't what? have anything to, I don't know I what don't, I'm saying. No. I'm trying to connect it to Elizabeth <laughs> somehow and it's not working.
1: No, uh, her name is Charlotte.
0: <laughs> Charlotte, yeah. So then the next day, uh, Rowling reacted to Princess Charlotte's birth, the, the second royal baby, um, and she said, so Royal Baby's name is Charlotte. I'm sad it's not Victoria. Oh,
2: somebody said that to her and she quoted it. Oh,
0: okay. And then she yeah. said, I was hoping for Nymphadora, but no, not even a middle name.
2: <laughs> not even a middle name.
0: But the Moaning Myrtle thing um, was pretty cool. I like when she drops random facts. And you that's- know what
1: I like? It's just yeah. that she does this and then we post it on hyperbole and then people are like, oh my god.
0: <laughs> I think it's one of those things like you want to know, but you've never thought about before. Cause you're yeah. you're always just like oh Mo- moaning Myrtle's name is Moaning Myrtle, right? Like that's it. I well, wouldn't. I, I,
2: hmm? the, yeah, the thing I like about it is that she came up with it on the spot too. Uh, apparently, Do you think this... so? So no, she actually said so because the, uh, the with regarding Elizabeth because she knew that Myrtle's last name was mm-hmm. was Warren. Apparently, this is from the Twitter exchange that happened immediately okay. afterwards. Um Moaning mm-hmm. Myrtle's full name was. Yeah, Myrtle Elizabeth Warren. She actually, how she came up with, yeah, she says nothing to do with the United States. Elizabeth Warren. I hasten to add, Elizabeth is just one of those classic British middle names. And then uh, what she said after that was, "I already uh, knew her surname was Warren, Warren, but I just thought, what's a good middle name of of the period?" period. Then the moment I'd committed myself, I thought, "Uh oh." (laughs) So, so because there were a lot
3: of articles that came out of that tweet.
2: Yeah, that. I, yeah, I don't because even know and you know politics. some people are complaining like, oh
0: Elizabeth Warren, why would you use a U.S. senator's name? Blah 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 blah. Like people complain about anything.
2: You know, I had a completely different reaction too because I don't really follow politics and know who Elizabeth Warren is. I thought that Elizabeth Warren was an old like, um, like Salem witch trial like victim because I used to watch Charmed, the TV series, and actually I got the name wrong. It's Melinda Warren, but the ancestor of the Charmed sisters, who are the the stars of that thing was named Melinda Warren and she was uh, persecuted in the Salem witch trials. So I thought J.K. Rowling was actually making like a historical Salem witch whole thing, which would have been cool because Moaning Myrtle, you know, is basically a a victim, uh, a witch victim in the series. But that's just mine. We could just –
3: Rest assured that any time J.K. Rowling tweets, it's going to make national news. Yeah, exactly, and exactly. This was clearly a ringing endorsement by J.K. Rowling for Elizabeth Warren to <laughs> run for president of the United States. <laughs> clearly,
0: yeah,
1: well, was it? I mean, Moaning Myrtle is like the worst. That's so. true
3: too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, one other thing I want to mention we we can't not mention this. Uh, no. J.K. Rowling. So, the the big UK election was held uh, earlier this month, and J.K. Rowling was you know, sharing her political views on Twitter and she was getting into fights with people and she actually would battle <laughs> some people. And at one point like- somebody replied to her, F off, you Labor C word. All you lefties are finished in this country, especially you JK bitch face. Uh-huh. And by the way, I said F word and C word, like they spelled this out to yeah. her.
3: Mm-hmm. Now How of course, they-
0: you know, unfortunately it's pretty common on Twitter for for butts like these to be Doing stuff like this. But JK Rowling actually replied to this one, as she did multiple people. But this response was brilliant. She said, The internet doesn't just offer opportunities for misogynistic abuse, you know. Penis
2: enlargers can also be bought discreetly.
0: <laughs> she implied that this guy had a small dick.
2: <laughs> yeah, or that he wasn't a, a man or like a real, you know, if you're hiding behind anonymity, anonymity I think, on the internet. Yeah,
1: and he was uh, uh, overcompensating.
2: But it was yeah. just
0: hilarious, like, wow,
2: because Super I, always, hilarious. I
0: always see J.K. Rowling as, like, a mother figure. Like, you know, <laughs> J.K. Rowling could be my mom, I feel like, yeah. in some cases. I feel like I grew up with her. And yeah. to see her say this, I
2: was just like, oh, my gosh, wow. Yeah. well, uh, considering what was said to her, I'm surprised she didn't do worse. It I was mean, just she, so
1: brilliant. She yeah. kept
2: it classy. She and yeah. well, as classy as you can by saying that, but I, I, I mean, seventeen thousand favorites, ten thousand retweets are not enough. She handled <laughs> this terrible criticism. Who the hell says that to J.K. Rowling? Like again, I'm getting defensive. That's our mom. Yeah. Like, who, who says that to? I mean, not just not just because she's important, because she's successful or or is a good writer. Who says that to it's anybody? It's just the internet. It's just the, it's the internet. That, the fact that that exists—that somebody who clearly who has a mother. Everybody's got a mother. You got to come from somewhere. I uh, was able to say that to a woman uh, is uh, is disgusting. Agreed. And uh, her retweeting that. I mean, somebody texted me was like, um, you know, have you seen JK Rowling's Twitter today? Somebody's like, something about the C word is on, like, she's tweeting the C word. I'm like, what? <laughs> but it was just that somebody had said it to her and she retweeted and then offered this amazing response. And it really just, throughout the day, I was blown away by by just. On Mother's yeah, Day weekend, we... no less. Yeah. Mother's Day weekend. And people
1: came to her defense in a brilliant way. Like so many amazing tweets just being mm-hmm. like, you mess with Rolling, you know? Mm-hmm. You get the army after you. It's amazing.
3: But she didn't have to even respond to this. I feel like she's she made a point of it, certainly. But right. I'm sure that she gets a lot of tweets that are similar to this. Maybe not to the extent that this person decided to go to. But anytime that you're a celebrity – on social media and you put yourself out there, you're going to open yourself up for criticism. I feel like that's the case for anybody, not just celebrities. So I shouldn't say that, but I'm, I'm just impressed with the way that she responded and the fact that she even took the time to think through what she was going to say, because we see so many examples from so many different areas when people get into the heat of the moment and say things that they later regret. And she seemed to really have thought this out and, uh, she made light of uh of this person and good for her
0: all right let's keep moving on it's time now for did you get
3: an answer to your question Andrew
0: what was my question I I
3: thought you followed up with this person oh
0: Oh, yes (laughs) so I reached I reached out to this hater on Twitter and I said do you have a small dick I wanted to like investigate and get to the bottom of this and uh he unfortunately deleted his Twitter account but my tweet got picked up by (laughs) Mike.com <laughs> is that how you pronounce it? M.I.C.com, uh, very very big website. I was very flattered that they uh included my tweet there.
2: Look, I looked it up uh because his at reply was still it seemed to be active uh so I was like the worst thing about this whole story is that this guy didn't just quit Twitter. Um, his account's actually been suspended according to when I, I went to it, its account suspended. It, so yeah, I, wonder, I don't know or not, you know, like I wonder if that. I think he may have just deleted it because he was getting so much, you know, hate from... Oh, for good reason. Yeah, yeah. Let, let him let him never, let a day never go by where he doesn't feel bad about doing that. Like, mm-hmm. if so he, he can feel remorse after saying something like that. So it's time now for Make the Music Connection, and Eric had an interesting
0: theme for us this week.
2: Yes, <laughs> it's music from my library that I actually owned prior to this segment, unlike last time, because it was off current music. No, but Uh, it was from the year J.K. Rowling was born. Yes, so this is uh, 1965 on Make the Music Connection. All right, Micah, let's have you go first. I feel like you never
0: go first.
1: I have no idea what this is, so I'm glad I'm, I,
2: I, I
0: think
3: I went first last
1: time, but that's <laughs> oh, okay. Oh,
2: let's intro it. Uh, we, we basically, uh, Selena using the lyrics, or if we actually know what the song is, the title of the song, the song itself, and apply it to Harry Potter. So when in Harry Potter was a situation similar, or whose theme song could ah, this be?
0: Fun. It's like a 20
2: or 30 second clip. You've never played this. I can't believe that.
0: We used to oh. do just make the connection, and Jamie would pick random things like, Make a connection between Harry Potter and yes. the bottom of a Big Mac from McDonald's. Like, just completely <laughs> okay. random. But now we're doing music because this is a podcast of music. better. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, Micah, here's the first song
1: cream colored ponies and crisp apple strudels <laughs> doorbells and sleigh bells and schnitzel with noodles wild geese that fly with a moon on their wings these are a few of my favorite things girls in white dresses with blue satin
2: sashes snowflakes that stay on my nose and eyelashes
0: all right so that's a classic from mm-hmm. uh the sound Sounds of music the- right yeah
3: I would have to go with Umbridge. Just sounds like her theme. Song.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> That's amazing. That's an insult to Julie Andrews. Oh wow! Not but I can I see Umbridge just dancing around her office. I, I was, was gonna, just... I was gonna say like a Weasley twin going around Weasley's wizard wheezes, but just it's like, how you
1: conjure a Patronus. You think of oh, your favorite they're, they're, your favorite oh. things?
2: Oh, I was gonna say Amortentia, but oh. patronus is even better because <laughs> you can't like smell. I don't know white uh, geese. That would not smell good. <laughs> Maybe. Like, she mentions all the cool. I was like, yeah, no, patronus is great, and of course umbridge is okay. That works. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Selena, you're warmed up now. Here's here's right. the next I'm ready. one. Uno, dos, one, two, tres, cuatro.
0: This is like the most challenging one ever.
1: Okay, I have no idea what that is.
2: I don't I'm either. What sure... is it, Eric? It's Wooly Bully" by oh. Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs. It's it's sort okay. of nonsensical song. Okay, I had well, to look it up afterwards. Yeah.
1: Okay, I'm, I'm just gonna go for it. I, I I'm pretty sure I heard the word "kitchen" in there, so I'm gonna say <laughs> this is what the house elves play when they dance and prepare the food in the kitchen.
2: I can see that. <laughs> nice, I can see that.
0: I could totally see that. Yeah.
2: That's a The sixties, the sixties house elves were way
1: swinging. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I love that comparison. And, and to be honest, I had to look this up after choosing it. Uh, the song apparently, Wooly Bully was the name of the artist's cat. And he was just like, and it's actually like the the music, like they just wrote lyrics as sort of an afterthought. It was basically about having a good time. So I I think Selena's
1: in the kitchen, dancing, house silk party.
2: Love it. Love it.
0: All right, Eric. And uh, let's have you go next.
2: Okay.
1: (laughs) Do you believe in magic in a young girl's heart? the music and freedom whenever it starts. And it's magic. If the music is proven it makes you feel happy like an old time movie. I'll tell you about the magic and the free of soul. But it's like trying to tell us danger about rock and roll. Whoa,
2: if you in That's like the easiest one. You're
1: the Young girls, huh? <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. The Lovin' Spoonful. Uh, okay, I'm going to go with... Uh, Luna. Luna tends to believe in a little bit more magic than everyone else. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to say I was going to say like young Lily when she found out she was a witch because they talk about old time movies and stuff. But that was kind of colored by the negativity of Snape. So I'm going to say Luna. Um, that's like that's like the
0: opening for the upcoming Harry Potter television series. I, <laughs> I agree. If it I was made completely. in the 1980s, yeah. yeah I was 60s, 60, 65. All yeah. right, last one. I'm terrified.
2: You're trying hard not to show him.
0: But. Lost that loving feeling. Is that the lyric? Yes. You lost that loving feeling. The righteous brothers. I mean, need help on this one. I, I mean, Snape. Obvi- <coughs> Snape.
1: <laughs> Snape and Lily. I I got Snape all over that song. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Explain that.
1: Well, because you know he he he, there's this whole you lost that love and feeling. He they had that childhood friendship and it, it filled him with joy, and then it slowly went away, and now there's mm. nothing but hate and sadness.
0: Well, I was gonna dispute that because I mean he did love her till that's death, true. didn't he? That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's okay, a then. good. That's a good one though. Uh, yeah,
2: unrequited love or like love that faded is hard to find in the Snape Harry
1: Potter. Snape and Gr- oh, uh, Dumbledore and Grindelwald.
2: Oh, there's that. I was going to say like I don't like
0: Harry and Cho like Harry's message <laughs> to Cho like you lost that loving yeah. feeling even though she may have never really had it. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so that's how we play. That was, that
2: was successful.
0: Make the music connection. Yeah, it's a good it's a good game. So, another one of our newer segments here this month in Harry Potter history. Micah, did you put this together? I did. You did a good job. Thank you. Take it's a like a I used to do the stuff. news or something. So these are all the, these are some big things that happened in the month of May in mm-hmm. Harry Potter fandom. So take us through it.
3: Yeah, I would just like to say, you know, it's like I used to do this or something. I, I don't know if you know Andrew, <laughs> but I actually uh, used to uh, read the news on a podcast back in the day.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't mean like you memorize
2: all these
0: <laughs> all these stories. <laughs> well,
2: Michael remembers everything he's ever read. Yeah, yeah. I, yes. I
3: probably have read these all at some point. Uh, in a <laughs> which is pretty scary to think about but yeah the first was back in 2006 may the 25th Uh, publishers said that a 2007 book 7 release for harry potter was likely and they would be right
0: yeah um that was i just i miss those days so much like me too like, what? like when is the next book coming
1: <laughs> I remember hoping they were wrong I was so hoping for a 2008 release so we'd have one more year of speculation
0: of those people. <laughs> but we had plenty of time between books 6 that's and 7 that's true well,
2: but I wanted more tears. time yeah, yeah. Okay. some people weren't ready I think Fair Fair
0: enough. Enough. I
3: missed JK Rowling's old website with all the little games oh, we had yeah. to play to oh, find yeah. out titles and chapters and release dates
0: those were truly the best
3: And then these next couple, a lot of theme park-related news was released in May. Back in 2007, on May 30th, Universal Studios announced plans to open a Harry Potter theme park in Orlando, Florida. Florida. Uh, Florida. (laughs)
0: That's
3: just what our our Northeastern people call it. Uh, After years of speculation and negotiating.
0: I still remember being in my TV tech class. And getting news that an announcement was coming, and I was on my teacher's computer uh, checking this out, and we could look at the live stream that they were doing because they did the announcement was um,
2: it was like a meeting or the, like a it was
0: yeah. it was Steve Clovis and I think so, or not Steve Clovis uh, Stuart Craig and some somebody else but we didn't the event hadn't started yet, but we were looking at the copyright info at the bottom of the page and I mentioned Universal. And we were like, oh, my gosh, they're about to announce something with Universal, a theme park or something is coming. So Mm -hmm. that was really, really exciting because we did not know what they were going to announce. We just knew it was a Harry Potter related announcement. This
2: came out uh, two months before the final book. So, like, it was almost a cushion of having something to look forward to. Like, in in addition to the remaining movies, because I guess movie five came out, wasn't it like a week before book seven? Yeah. Um, so we had the remaining yeah. movies, but then we also had this theme park to look forward to. Like this news was perfect for people who were really upset about it ending.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh,
3: definitely. And then just three years later on May 28th in 2010, uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter theme park soft opened to the public.
0: And that meant Who's they there? were uh, testing it sort of. Yeah. I- I, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't there for the soft opening. The you were not the official opening. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The official opening. And whenever they official open the Hollywood one, if I don't get invited, I'll just watch the fireworks <laughs> from my rooftop <laughs> and cry. Oh. <laughs> <Aww. laughs>
3: you had that amazing picture, being a bit nostalgic here, uh, when the park opened in Orlando, that amazing shot with the snowman in it and then the fireworks over Hogwarts.
0: Yeah. I don't mean to brag, but, uh, I was, I, those pictures I took that night I'm really really proud of. Yeah.
3: You should be. They were, they were amazing.
0: Um okay, what else?
3: Well, more theme park news. May 9th, 2012. The Wizarding World of Harry Potter theme park was announced to arrive in Japan in 2014. So this is this is the season, right? So if we may get more theme park news at some point just like uh, you were talking about earlier in Yeah the episode with LA, it's possible. This seems to be about the time of year that they do a lot of their releases for theme parks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh. Um And the, um, so that one is open now, Japan. It's the second one. And apparently they're trying to do like something unique with the, each of these. So like Orlando has something, obviously Orlando is most unique because it's the original and also the biggest. But yeah. then um this one in Japan has the Hogwarts, uh, the Great Lake out front. Mm-hmm. which is really mm-hmm. cool.
3: Yeah, that is cool. Do they have a giant squid? <laughs>
2: I, t- I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. I Well, the, the the lake, as it happens, it's kind of funny because with the lake, it was already, like, they didn't build it for the park. It was already in the Universal's territory, but they, they just built the castle so it was a lot closer to the lake than it is even at, islands of adventure <clears throat> but islands of adventure has that huge body of water in the early in like the entrance to the park <laughs> do you think too. they should convert that? <laughs> that no i think it sh- it's too late now but it should always have been sort of the the highlight or like a thing where you could maybe boat into like you know the docks and stuff because like riding your boat to hogwarts is is kind of the the top harry potter fan experience yeah i think which they have yet to do so so i have to go
3: from the train to the boat to the castle to the
2: castle (laughs) exactly exactly i think they could probably maybe work that out
3: yeah and and who knows what the future holds because i saw what was it last week or two weeks ago the universal announced that they're going to add nintendo characters to their parks as well Mm
1: -hmm. yeah Rides and stuff. So
3: they continue to uh, to expand on that front. And I, th- and I can't help but think that Potter had a lot to do with bringing oh, yeah. them back to the uh, forefront of theme park experiences.
0: It's such so. a great one. to It's 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 so easy to show off to these other potential properties. Like, hey, Nintendo, you want to build with us. Look what we did with Harry Potter. Yeah, look mm-hmm. at the billions of dollars we've made. <laughs> and Just and remember, revenue. there is that rumor that... Um, that uh jk rowling that universal was talking to the jrr tolkien estate about doing a lord (laughs) of the rings thing and the the rumor which i think is great was that they asked jk rowling to put the good word in with the tolkien estate be like hey guys (laughs) he'll do a good (laughs) job with it take it from me (laughs) nice and i mean i think i think lord of the rings would be a great Expansion for Universal. If if they got Lord of the Rings, like holy crap! Yeah,
1: for sure they could do Hobbiton and stuff.
0: Yeah, there's so much there to work with. Hobbiton exists, and I don't know. I know, but in
2: America, no, yes,
0: you're right. (laughs) I don't know how the Tolkien Estate can say no. I mean, that's
2: like such a moneymaker. Lord of the Rings for me is all about the battles. Like, unless you're going to stage a 700 person war every day in a field, I don't think it's worth trying to recreate. But there's a lot of Taurus. There's a lot in this, sh- yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a lot in the Shire to be desired in terms of places to eat. Yeah, I guess they'll that cool theme park, though. They, they yeah. should make a they should make a restaurant that's slightly too big for everybody, just like you're, you're, a, <laughs> yes. you're a hobbit. Oh the God. prancing pony is it? The prancing pony?
1: They should it should be like the reverse Legoland, where nothing it's not all too small, it's all too
2: big, and you're too all big. hobbits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. I would. Could I would do go.
3: a a barrel flume. Right?
2: Oh.
3: So, see, there are Light ideas. Up the <laughs> <laughs> <That's so laughs> cool. There are plenty of ideas. All right. And then uh, the last bit of uh, history here goes back about exactly a year or so ago. And it ties in nicely to the conversation we were having earlier. Warner Brothers announced the, f- the release date uh, for the first Fantastic Beasts film to be November 18th, 2016.
0: Excellent. Soon. And I, uh, I saw this come up in my time hop yesterday, and uh, <laughs> it's funny. Like, I had been really excited for this announcement when they were going to announce the release date, because it's, like, a big deal, because then you can start the countdown. It's just really exciting.
2: Exactly, exactly. And,
0: you know, I'm a big Bruce Springsteen fan, so I was driving to the Bruce Springsteen concert when the news broke, and I'm like, I said to myself, and I tweeted this too, I was like, gosh darn it, the one time in the past 3 years and driving to a springsteen and you know show when i'm like offline for a few hours that's when this news breaks what is my luck and i pulled over on the freeway <laughs> safely of course and then i wrote the story up cuz i had my laptop with me wow. dedication yeah so i'll never forget where i was when i learned when fantastic Beasts will be opening and since then we've found out that you know, they, they've also scheduled Fantastic Beasts 2 and 3 for November 18, 2018. And November... Or not November 18, but November 2018 and November 2020. So...
2: Every two years.
0: November. Every two years. Oh, and I forgot to mention this at the very beginning. CinemaCon happened in Las Vegas uh, last week. Or two weeks ago or three weeks ago. And it's a it's like a conference for movie theater owners... And they get to see previews of movies that are coming to their theaters within the next year. And I went to it for the first time. And I went to uh, the Warner Brothers presentation. And for a fleeting moment, for about two seconds, they flashed the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them title art (gasps) on the screen. Yes. And it was... I saw that, I was like, oh maybe we're gonna get some Fantastic Beast news today. Unfortunately, there was no Fantastic Beast news that day.
2: What does it look like? What is the It
0: is a brown so it looks just like the cover, uh, but it's a brown and gold theme instead of the red and gold. So if you look um, at the cover, I'm pulling it up right now. You're talking about the of the US uh yeah. The U.S. Version. edition of the, the Fantastic Beast book. It's red and yeah. gold. It's gri- it's it's uh, Gryffindor colors. Yeah, it is. So it's basic. It's that logo. The text laid out the same way, but it's brown, yellow, gold theme. There's no red in it. It's more earthy. I mean, so speaking of awesome. cons,
3: though, do you think that we'll get some information at San Diego Comic Con this year, or think, is it too early?
0: I think it's too early. I mean, by Comic Con standards, I guess it's not
2: that early. But maybe Eddie Redmayne will walk around as a death and No one will know. Yeah, like I guess they (laughs) could have Eddie Redmayne.
1: They might do a a poster reveal, like a proper logo reveal or or something like that.
0: Yeah, they could. I mean, last year they had the Batman versus Superman cast members, three of them, come out on stage. They didn't talk. Mm. It was really lame. But they did come out. And that was almost two years in advance. That was about a year and a half in advance. And uh, by... By uh, July, we're going to be a year and a half away. So maybe they could have Eddie Redmayne. Find out who Jacob is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And who's playing the president of magic in the United States. (laughs) (laughs) Very important. Yeah. So uh, actually, speaking of Fantastic Beasts, we forgot to get to this earlier in the show. We asked people on Twitter what they think of Eddie Redmayne as uh, Newt, now that we have the news. Uh, Chris said, I've never seen him in anything, but he has the right look for what I imagine Newt will look like. Uh, Maya says, I'm excited. I think he'll be great for the role. Christina says, we don't really know if he will take on the role. He seems like a good actor. I'll have to see him in the role to really decide. It's all right.
1: He's uh, got an Oscar. You know, he's okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, Kristen says, honestly, I'd rather have somebody else play Newt. Mm. Hashtag not my Newt. <laughs> Start the campaign. <laughs> I think I trolled Jake Rolling on Twitter with that one a few weeks ago. <laughs> I don't know why. My dude. So uh, that's it for this week's episode of MuggleCast. I'd like to uh, plug the show I'm doing weekly with Matt, Lauren, and Elisa called Millennial. It's over at MillennialShow.com. Uh, you can listen for free. But we also have a Patreon set up where you can pledge as little as $2 a month to get bonus content. Uh, and we're doing a bunch of fun stuff there. And I know Selena, you're a new listener to, to Millennial, and I appreciate I that. I am.
1: I heard my name the other day. I was so excited. We were talking telling my about stupid you. lie story of all <laughs>
0: things. <laughs> hey, a listener brought it up. It wasn't <laughs> our fault. So you can go to MillennialShow.com. And speaking of Selena, she is now Ooh. the host of Hypable's Hype.
2: Yeah, Tell us about filling that
0: Andrew's
1: shoes. Um, well, we brought back Hypeables Hype, which is uh, a uh flagship show about uh, general entertainment news across uh, films and books and TV shows and music, all the biggest stories, we bring them up in a news, you know... Sort of show format way with other fun segments as well. And we've been talking a lot about Marvel lately because of all the Marvel news. We bring up Fantastic Beasts and Jacob Rowling and all that stuff. And uh, it's me and it's Marima from uh, Hypeable. It's uh, Pamela from Imprint. And it's (laughs) Kyle from a bunch of other shows. And sometimes it's Andrew. And it's a lot of fun. And that's called Hype. And it's on Twitter at Hypeable Hype in one (laughs) word. And we hope you'll check it out.
0: And it's weekly.
1: It is weekly, it's yes. It's now weekly. It's, it's a good way to sort of sum up everything that's happened in uh, fandom, all the biggest stories, because we do make sure we include everything. So if you want to make sure you're caught up on pop culture and, you know, you scroll through Hypeable, but you think you might miss stuff, it's a really good way to just make sure you're all caught up.
0: Awesome. Mike and Eric, want to say anything about yeah, Game we'll, of Thrones?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will take turns plugging. Uh, Mike, you go. <laughs> I like,
3: yeah, how like he two did that. plugs right like, after I, don't, each other. <laughs> I don't really have anything prepared, so I'm gonna just like go and explain it. Um, no, but uh, we're in the middle of Game of Thrones season five, actually it's just past the halfway point, and uh, season episode six is this Sunday, and it's crazy to think that uh, the season is almost uh, over. But uh, we do a podcast. So- yeah, it really, really is uh, called Game of Owns. And um, we release two times a week. We record directly after the episode on Sunday evening for an early Monday, sometimes Tuesday release, and then do a follow up episode later on in the week to take all of the owns that uh, people send in. And that's really uh, key moments, really great lines that characters have or just situations where you feel like one character owns another and uh, we get a lot of great submissions in. So uh, we're looking forward to the rest of the season. And then, of course, in the off-season of the show, we go through the books and uh, release weekly. So a lot of great stuff going on over there with the show being in full swing.
2: Cool. And we also have a Patreon for Game of Odin's Patreon.com slash goo. Fun, fun goo. Um, right. well, uh, One thing I want to plug that I forgot to mention earlier uh, is just that on the uh, – the um reminiscing segment when i was talking about hp fan trips i actually as a 16 year old part of why i was able to go along was i had to develop web videos um basically video i video i videoed the whole thing basically the whole trip and i turned them into at the time six i think videos of like summarizing each day of the tour because it was hp fan trips first tour first time doing that and i will say uh they are on youtube if you want to check them out, it just says HP fan trips. It's under my personal YouTube channel. And I don't, I kind of don't know why I'm plugging them because they're actually extremely embarrassing. I thought <laughs> I was funny. I thought I was cool and like they're actually a bit painful for me to watch. So I won't be rewatching them, <clears throat> but you certainly can, uh, just, you know, just add that little bit of extra. This is me when I was 16 and in love with him. Go Harry Potter, easy so. on him. Aww, I
1: mean, yeah,
2: go easy on me, but go check him out. I just figured why Are you why sweating hell. in your robes? I'll watch that. I'm not sweating, <laughs> but I do I do it's before they had the the cart at 9 and 3 quarters because now when you go to oh. King's Cross in London they have a cart that's embedded in the wall and yeah. it was just a blank wall at that time that was labeled 9 and 3 quarters but I actually so I took uh, several of the girls who were with me. I took all their handbags, put it on an actual uh, baggage trolley and ran into the wall did and you actually scene, uh, run into the wall or did yeah you, I, like, ran into pretend? The wall. I ran into the wall it looks better <laughs> in slow motion uh but i actually ran into the wall toppled over hurt my knee pretty badly okay wait um, there's
0: video of this yeah there's video okay of this. yeah i'm sorry. Day, four,
2: day four part two i think it is okay um i'll be watching that yeah. So, so that was, it was a, it was a blast. But yeah, to be young and in love with Harry Potter, it's something that I really looking forward to Fantastic Beasts. I hope that uh, an entire new generation is able to, I know they're just films and not, you know, books first, but I hope that young kids are able to be as passionate about Fantastic Beasts or even still about Harry Potter as we were, because that was just a blast. And
0: we will, um, if you have any stories of your own, dear listeners, that you would like to submit, let us know. We'd love to hear them and read them. You can send them to mugglecast at gmail.com. We'll, all, okay. we'll also remind you on social media. Hopefully get some of your stories that way. So, uh, cause we want to hear about people's ex- fandom experiences over the years, whether it's past or present. It's, it's, it's interesting and inspiring and yeah, good podcast material. I think. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. Micah, Eric, Selena. It was a pleasure.
1: Thanks for having me on again.
0: No problem.
1: Always yeah, fun. always
3: fun.
0: Always yeah. fun. I'm Andrew. I'm Eric. I'm Micah.
1: And I'm Selena.
0: We'll see everybody next month for episode 279. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.